This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! This week, we look at the latest schedule for E3 2021. I also check out Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boast on to determine whether this is worth the money ask. Then, in our final stage, I talk about my experience with Monster Hunter Rise to see if this is the game that finally makes me a fan of this popular game series. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. again everybody and welcome back to another video game filled episode of talk time live extra select start i am your host xavier josiah we got some news to talk about in reference to e3 as well as two games that i want to talk about thoroughly uh one is practically a review uh which won't be on the final stage because i reserved that for my experience with monster hunter rise i didn't finish the game but i just wanted to talk about my experience because you know People like myself who aren't really big fans of that series are a bit hesitant to, you know, want to play this game. And a lot of people kind of buy these games and then fall off it because it becomes very overwhelming and too deep. And it's not something that you could just jump into and just have fun. There's a lot of depth to this game. But is Monster Hunter Rise the game that may be the one that people want to check out? That's what we're going to talk about on a uh, final stage review. So stay tuned for that. But for now, we got to talk a little bit about E3 because uh, we're about a month away from the premiere of one of the biggest events in gaming uh, and gaming of the year, basically. But unfortunately, due to the COVID restrictions still, they will not have a live showing. There will not be any stadiums that it will be held in California this year again due to the COVID restrictions. Now, granted, things are changing, but they didn't have enough time to really say like, we can start making tickets, start you know, having you know precautions take being handled or whatever like that. We're, we're slowly getting to that. Are we seeing stadiums and such now that are starting to allow people to come in more? And I think down the line, going down to August, September, October, things are gonna be much better because of the pacing that we have. We got over 90 million people, I believe, that has been vaccinated in this country. So, and, and still counting. You know, it's probably even more than that now. Uh, so it's very possible that as the months go by, it's gonna be more open. Things are gonna be a lot better. Things are gonna possibly be back to normal to a point that we can attend really great events. And I hope that's the case because I still have tickets from last year that I was supposed to attend to for, you know, events that I was supposed to go to, but they're on lock because of the restrictions and they're going to be re-honored when they come back. So I'm hoping to it, but until then shows and events like E3 are going to remain virtual for now. So, uh, they did put out a schedule that a lot of media outlets, video game media outlets out there have announced, um, as of right now, and I'm, According to GameSpot.com, which is where I'm getting this from, um, this year's E3 2021 uh, will be, you know, virtual again based on the pandemic. The dates for it will be June 12th and through June 15th. Uh, and participating publishers will be hosting their own events within the time frame. So, uh, right now, we what we know right now, according to the to the website here, is that Ubisoft. We'll be doing a conference. They always do a conference there. Um, I believe, I don't know if Aisha Tyler is going to be hosting this virtually or not or whatnot, but she's used, I believe she's usually the host for the Ubisoft uh, conference as well. So normally, so um, that's going to be June 12th, June 13th. They got scheduled right now for PC gaming show and future gamers uh, game show to be announced. Uh, PC gamer and game radar uh, is going to be hosting this event 
So whatever they're going to be presenting on that. There's also uh, another show uh, that's hosted by Jeff Keighley that's not necessarily associated with E3 uh, this year. And it's the Summer Game Fest and Day of, uh, of the Devs. So, you know, that's expected to be uh, unscheduled at this time. At this time that I'm reading this, uh, anything can change from now. And usually by the time I finish this show, you know, new, more news pops up. <laughs> but which is why I tend to do these shows on Friday, because a lot of times, like a lot of news kind of just rushes all the way to near the end of the week. But uh, so far, Xbox has not been announced yet. Nintendo has not been announced, but I do expect both of those companies to present something at E3. Uh, Square Enix also normally does things at E3. This is one of the marquee uh, presentations out there, especially when it comes to the new Final Fantasies and everything that's coming from there and what to expect. Um, I'm hoping to, you know, that'll come soon. Um, when it comes to Square Enix, uh, because they now, I think now they'll have more leverage this year. And I'm saying that because, you know, the last time that we had them, which was last year, and they presented a bunch of like, you know, really cool things like the new Final Fantasy and a bunch of other new things uh, that came along as well. But one of their, the last live show that I believe they did involve uh, Avengers, which everybody was waiting for. And it didn't provide that much of a, of a good impression of a good first impression, if you will. But we now are seeing the game and it's completion the way that we were meant to see it. So now I think they are going to have more support of that game. And I think this is going to be the time that they're going to show Spider-Man for the PS5 uh, and for the and the PS4, for those who were waiting to get that exclusivity. I think they're going to hold out on that. We're also supposed to get Black Panther in June as well. So that's coming out. But I think they're going to advertise Spider-Man. That's my prediction right there for that. Um, we may also get more news on what's going to happen with Final Fantasy 7 as well, plus the new um, Final Fantasy 16 that was announced we're probably getting more on that i honestly i don't think we're going to get a release date on that yet I, if anything they're going to say 2022 or 2023 you got to understand and always remember prepare yourself mentally for square enix because they will announce some really cool stuff but they will not announce when they will be there and it may take a long time allow them to do what they do if anything that we learned about 2020 people and we talked about this many a times is to allow them to do what they do as much as we anticipate wanting to play these games we have to make sure that it comes out the way we want it to look what happened with final fantasy 7 remake we waited for a long time for that and it was all worth the wait okay it was absolutely we hell we waited for final fantasy 15 and it was well worth the wait so allow them to do what they do and you know everything will be fine and to that extent i would say King of King of Hearts 3 was good, too. I mean, it was solid. Um, it wasn't the best game experience. But, you know, I think the other thing, too, is that Square Enix just needs not to make any release dates. Just show what you're going to do. But just say it's in process right now. Don't say any release dates, because a lot of times they've said release dates on things. And I guess to please the stockholders or whatever. And things didn't go as, as planned sometimes. And they, they do have to stretch it longer. If that's the case, let them do it. Don't be, don't feel like you're entitled to it because you're not. We didn't even know that you were going to, we were going to get all this stuff at first. So don't feel like you're entitled to do it. Just allow them to be, just allow them to do what they do and be patient. Um, Nintendo also, a lot of people are waiting for Metroid Prime 4. A lot of people are waiting for Bayonetta 3. I'm definitely waiting for Bayonetta 3. Metroid Prime 4, I'm not necessarily looking forward to because I'm not a first person shooter guy. So I love the Metroid series, but not as a first person shooter. I've never been a fan of, um, the first person shooter of uh, series that they had. I've always been a fan of their, you know, 2D side scrolling deal. So and I honestly, there was a, there was that Metroid game that came out for the 3DS around the same time. They came out with another Metroid game for um, the Wii or whatever like that. I want them to remaster that and bring it on a switch. 
because I heard so many great things. And by the time that came out, I stopped buying games for the 3DS at the time because I knew I wasn't going to invest totally on it. So I want them to port that over to the 3D to the switch and allow people to play that game. So that'd be awesome uh, thing for them to do as well. Who knows? I know Nintendo when they do their treehouse presentation, it is awesome. Like if you like the Nintendo directs, they really even step it up more at E3. So I'm I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what the, um, them doing. I'd be very surprised if they don't have anything to present at E3 as well. Uh, also participating uh, in this, uh, but have not held conferences in the past. This is interesting. Capcom, Take Two, Warner Brothers. We know what Warner Brothers is going to be doing. I don't know what Capcom is going to be doing, but hopefully it has something to do with because they already got um, Resident Evil. I want to hear Street Fighter 6. I want to hear possibly some like a dog stalkers or whatever, something fighting game related. Um, God, I would, I you know, I, I'm really eager to find out what they're trying to present here because it's going to be uh, very interesting. And this is the now era without Yoshi Nori um, Ono on their side. So this is going to be really interesting to see where it goes on here. And this may answer whatever they're presenting could also be answering why he left the company as well. Who knows? But um, take two Warner Brothers. Um, that could be anything from the new Batman games that are uh, coming out soon, uh, as well as probably some NetherRealm stuff. Who knows? Who knows? We uh, There's a lot to you know ponder on that dude. Um, Coach Media Sega. That's going to be an interesting one as well. Bandai Namco. That's going to be another interesting one to see what they come out with. Because um, it could be it, Bandai Namco can be anything from anime related to possibly a brand new Tekken. Hopefully, maybe. Who knows? Um, I mean, we'll see about that. Gearbox, Turtle Beach, Verizon. That's interesting. Binge.com, uh, Devious Eye Entertainment, Freedom Games, and Exceed Marvelous USA, which also creates some really fun games as well. So um, interesting. And not participating as of right now. Is PlayStation, you know, there's been a long fight with that situation as far as like them doing their own presentations. And, you know, I believe they didn't do one last year and they end up doing their own version of that. So that's going to be interesting because, again, PlayStation Sony is the marquee of E3, no matter how many for, for years on end when when Sony came in, they were the ones that were that, that everybody was talking about. They got the most trending on social media and that's that's going to be the case. Um, also, not participating is um, Electronic Arts, e, uh, EA. That's uh, surprising. Um, it's one of the first big publishers that uh, that broke away from E3 and is going to be hosting their EA Play festivities uh, at the same time. So that's going to be interesting. And I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, Sony hosts their state of play. And as I mentioned before, they, their state of plays usually come out stale at best. So I don't know where this is going. Uh, the, the la I will say the last state of play that they did, it was the best state of play that they ever done, especially when they announced a lot of, you know, games for um, Final Fantasy VII, the, uh, the extension. Uh, the extent the uh, DLC extended uh, missions they will get with Yofi and all those, which will be coming out next month as well. So I'm looking forward to that. So I I don't know. We'll see. We will definitely see about that. So um, I did. Did I mention? I actually did not mention. But um, the other thing, there's going to be a lot of things coming out next month too. Um, we got the new Zelda DLC for um, Hyrule Warriors in there. We got um, Guilty Gear that's going to be coming out and I pre-ordered that. So I'm looking forward to that. I am very much looking forward to that that's coming. And um, some more stuff. I mean, oh God. And that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Nintendo does because Nintendo, unlike all the other ones, will actually have games that they announce day of and then to announce also that they'll be available day of so i'm looking forward to that you know get your get your wallets ready get your pockets ready it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome so and i know at the same time i don't know but repop is gonna be doing some things on top of this i don't know what dates they're gonna be working at because e3 is gonna be very very talked about so we will see 
we will see um i'm looking forward to it so ah let's talk about this gundam this mobile suit gundam extreme versus maxi boast on you know this is a japanese game with these long drawn out titles <laughs> so for some reason and now here's the backstory of why i'm talking about this game now i had an eagerness to try to find a gundam game to play and i wanted to see what it was available they got a free one on playstation 5 it's trash i didn't even want to talk about it it's not even worth it. it it's a freemium version of it it's total it's it is garbage <laughs> it is beyond garbage and i hate using those internet terms but it in this case it is warranted it is absolutely trash so i was told and i saw a few other ones gundam breaker which a lot of people used to buy you know via import to get and i had to ask around because i knew there were people on the acmg facebook group that um played this game or like these games i love gundam games dating back to the uh, super nes and or even no and i did just super nes the playstation as well uh there was a awesome fighting game on the playstation still is awesome on there um and i i really really enjoy gundam games but one of my favorites is the dynasty warrior series because it had characters from at the time it had them had the the widest variety of of uh you know mechs or, or, or gundam units in there and along with the pilots based on some of our favorite gundam series at the time and that was way far back and now the gundam series has evolved into so many different series after that of gundam wing that you know they had to upgrade so here we have gundam extreme versus maxi boast on which is a arcade two uh versus two uh arena fighting game that celebrates the years of Gundam suit, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. The original game was released in Japan in 2016 and now has become one of the most played games in the country in the arcades. Uh, it is it, it started off as an arcade cab game and now it has been brought onto the you know the consoles. Bandai Namco brought it to the US in 2020 and added a single player campaign along with the multiplayer functions that was originally in the game. The, uh, the game actually features, this is huge. It actually features 183 playable Gundam units spanning from 36 Gundam series that was created up to this point. That is unbelievable. And it is a huge roster. I mean, it is, if you're a Gundam fan, I mean, just for fanfare purposes, this game is just awesome to have all of these units of some of the main character, based on some of the main characters, with their um what's your favorite what's your favorite gundams and 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 mech uh because they're not all gundams some of them are actually uh you know some of the uh you know the the enemy mechs and units that they have i forgot what they call them but a lot of these uh characters were, are very well famous for these series i haven't I, I i'll be honest i haven't watched um any of the gundams recent uh like what is it origin or orphan and a few of the other ones have not had a chance to watch it, but I heard they're really good. Um, but I am aware of them. So the gameplay is very reminiscent to of games like Power Stone. If any of you guys ever played Power Stone, one of Capcom's really quirky type of fighting game, arena fighting games, so awesome uh, back then. And it kind of plays like that. So it, it makes for a really fun experience. You can select up to three different styles of gameplay called experts that focuses on shooting extend which i haven't chose that one yet i'm not exactly sure what that means and fighting which is like a melee style so you have that uh each e uh, ex burst style provides a different way to play with each gundam that you select so the multiple games here uh you know they include you know C uh, cpu battle mode which is like the uh it's basically the single player mode online battle free battle briefing room customize um what else here and actually that's pretty much it because otherwise there's options in there as well uh pos the positives of this of this game right now is the visual presentation i mean the gundam designs look beautiful colorful very vibrant uh, colors that they have on air and, and saturated uh, on air really looks awesome. 
uh, kind of almost cell shaded. I feel like there, there is some sort of a thin cell shade love feel to it. Um, it's very fun and fast paced gameplay. I really enjoy that. The enormous roster. Absolutely. Uh, especially if you're a Gundam fan and you know all about it. And credit to them. I guess another plus to this is that even if you don't know about all of the characters, they do have a gallery that has an encyclopedia, so to speak, that, that really tells you about the series, the pilots, and the Gundam units that they um, command as well. There is a heavy, heavy and great uh, focus on multiplaying with, uh, with friends or people online as well in this thing, which is basically what the arcade version was all about. So here goes my negatives to this. And I think the negative may actually outweigh whether the price of this game will be worth it or not. The single player experience to me came off really stale. Uh, there's no story mode to this. There's no rhyme or reason why you're just fighting with these guys. You're just, it's just a single player mode that has you just fighting and fighting and fighting through these different brackets. Some of them provide a little bit more challenge, a little bit more handicap to it. Other ones are just, you know, you just breeze through. Um, and this place is, you know, and, and even more, since there's no story mode to it or no, or no CGI cutscenes in its place, are 36 CGI intro openings, opening videos showcasing each Gundam series. They're awesome to see. I mean, they're, they're really awesome to see, but like they could have taken more time to add a story mode to this, much like they did with like the Dynasty Warrior Gundam series. Because at least they you have a means of you know, going into the game and being more immersed into the replay value of the game. But there's really that not that much replay value in this game at all. It's just you fighting, 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 fighting. After a while, like it's a little bit tiresome. So it, I wish they had something that allowed you to be more focused and invested into this game, but they don't. It lacks incentive. That's another negative. Um, the content provide the content that they provide that you win is not really worth playing for. You, there are some 270 figures that you collect while playing the game. It's kind of, I guess the figures to, is sort of kind of like achievements. And for me, achievements have never been something that I have been excited about. I'm not a big fan of the achievement system because at the end of the day, there's no incentive to it. <laughs> you know, like this is not like back. See, here's the thing. When in the 80s, when video games really started getting popular, we had Pac-Man and and, and um, Donkey Kong and, and Missile Command and all this stuff. In the arcades, because it was so new, there was a whole nuance to video games back then in the arcades back then. When you got a high score and something like that, yeah, you were you were considered popular. You were considered a big deal. Um, there was no internet at the time, so you didn't know who else was getting these type of you know scores. It became a world Guinness Book of World Records, as you know, the guy I forgot his name who um, you know with the Donkey Kong score. You know that holds dear because that back then that was a major thing. Now, not so much. I mean, yeah, you have esport guys right now. But they're not basing on their achievements. They're basing on their fighting skill or whatever like that. So they're getting paid majorly for that. But I mean, when it comes to like just making achievements, what do you get out of that? You know, you know, you're not really getting any popularity. There's no like, honestly, I guarantee you the guys that were making world records back then. They were actually <laughs> I guarantee you they were getting incentives both financially and and socially i'll just say it like that they got laid i'm telling you <laughs> now it's not really like it's not really you're really gaining anything from getting you know incentives so i mean here you have this system where you gain these figures and these figures look like something that you would be able to look at closely because you know there are games out there that have i'll give you a great example um Super Smash Brothers. When you play Super Smash Brothers and you get one of the uh, Amiibo trophies in there, you can actually do at least at least do a close up of them to look at the details and all this stuff. Or you, there are other games where you can look at the details of the models that you're doing, and they have this figures, but it does not allow you to watch or see the models close up or be able to move around. You, it's just that's all you have. So you're collecting these things, and there's just nothing else to it. 
So I to me that 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 was a turnoff to me. So and then furthermore, there really is nothing else to this game. They're asking the asking price for this game is $59.99. And it did just come out last year, and I get that. But overall, this is a very fun game, but it lacks substance for single players. Um, the lack of story campaign or any campaign to that matter that can really emerge you in and invest and make and become more invested in it, it's not there. It's, it's a lackluster maxi boost mode, um, mission mode, which just, it just has you constantly just fighting and fighting and fighting, but there's no end game to it. And, the end, and then there's this, you know, the arcade single player mode that there is an end game. And once you, once you end the game, there's nothing but credits there. You, you just, it, the credits just roll. So you just fight again and you just fight doing the same thing. I, this is the reason why I cherish street fighter so much is because when street fighter came about street fighter was one of the first games to pro provide a narrative for each character and it made you want to play the game more because if you knew about chun li and how her father died because of m bison you wanted to see the end game of it when you reach bison and you and you defeat bison you get to see the aftermath of them when ryu fights to be the strongest you get to see what happens afterwards when guile is fighting because bison killed uh charlie nash you wanted to see the end game of that you wanted to see e honda become the best yokozuna in the world in the best fighter in the world you know you wanted to see you know all types of different stories here so when you're playing a game that has an arcade mode and it just leads you to nothing it's so disappointing and this is one of the reasons why i as much as i love virtual fighter the virtual fighter series i always hated that you fight all the way up to this thing and then just nothing they make it seem like there's a narrative to this because you fight Dural and we're trying to figure out who Dural is at the end but then you fight Dural, you defeat you beat Dural after she beats the living crap out of you for like a few times but you finally beat Dural, and it's nothing it is there is no payoff to that irks me to this day I cannot stand that. It to me is like, come on, give me my money's worth. At least to their credit, after a while, they started lowering the price on Virtual Fighter games. They charged you like 30 bucks for that game. And as great as that game is, and as great as Yu Suzuki did with that engine, which is I still say is one of the greatest fighting engines ever, it didn't give us enough you know, in terms of uh, continuity and, and storytelling and narrative, but you try to create a story in this as well. And this is another one. It's like they charging you $69.99. I honestly think this is a $30 game. This is the, the, the replay value quickly dilutes in this game. If you love Gun the Gundam franchise and playing online uh, or locally for that matter, this is a game for you. I love the Gundam series, but not for this price and not for what they give me. Um, however, I would just suggest not getting it at the price at the current price that it is right now. I would wait this out, allow this game to go down in price because at least if it goes down to about like 30 bucks, then I would feel like you're getting your money's worth because I mean, it's just a pickup. It's just a pickup and play. But the reality is it doesn't play for long. When you compare it to other games like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter V, Guilty Gear, Dragon Ball Fighters, that provide you so much for the same price. It's hard to feel like, you know, you're getting your money's worth from this. Like you're getting less replay value for the same price that you're getting to for you know to play a game like in hell. I'll even give Dead or Alive 6 credit because at least they have a story mode. One that you can only that you could just pay for by itself, you can just pay 20 bucks for and just go through the storyline. Regardless of how nonsensical that story is, it's still something to, to work for. And they, they give you to allow you to play and enjoy. But my goodness. And then on top of that, they have the arcade mode and stuff like that. So, I mean, at least they're giving you something. You can rather get the full game for $59.99 and you'll still have a, a much depth, you know, experience in-depth experience that you have with you know with this gundam game right here so i would i would recommend this but not for the price that they have i think the price is 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 very very steep 
for this level of uh, superficial, you know, it's a very superficial experience. It really is. It's it, it looks the, ex the exterior looks great. But when you open up the hood, there's really nothing there. There's really not much there to really, you know, give this like the full throttle that you would like it to be. So if I was to give this a grade and I was going to give this a B minus. But, you know, as I'm talking about this now, I got to lower it even more. This gets a C plus. This gets a C plus for me. Um, it's just not worth the money that you should be buying. Like, even if you're a fan, even if you're a fan of this, you deserve as a fan, you deserve better. And I feel like they could probably give you better if they wanted to. They probably would have had to take it a little bit longer to make, you know, to come out with this. But this was a rush money grab to me. Um, again, it's a fun game to play if you got friends that you play online with or, you know, when COVID's over or whatever like that and they over at your house. Oh, extremely fun game to play with friends. Very much play. It's 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 focus. It's more multiplayer. And I feel like they just threw in a single player missions and all this stuff just to please people, which it really doesn't. So yeah, it gets a C plus for me on that note. So folks, that will do it for this section. We're going to take a break, come back, and then we're going to talk about my experience in Monster Hunter Rise. Is this finally the one that works for me? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the final stage of this show, and I am here to talk about Monster Hunter Rise. I've talked about this for weeks on end on this show, and whether I was going to buy this game or invest in this game and check this thing out, because time after time, I have invested in buying uh, Monster Hunter games many times to see if I can really get into this. I have a brother-in-law who is religious to this game series. Um, he will he will be able to tell you in minute detail as to how things go in this game and for years i had a hard time trying to get into this game because it's just so overwhelming it's so deep uh the, i mean really you can't find a deeper game uh than monster hunter any of the monster hunter series and i try my best because there are some things i do like about the game that i am intrigued about the game and i some things that make me want to play the game but it's not a pick up and go game this is a game that you have to put in a lot of time to there's a game that you have to put a lot of investment into um in terms of gameplay in terms of you know rpg experiences and all types of sort of things i mean just really really attention to detail <laughs> and very intricate and I've tried. They've even had some incentives along the way to try to lure people like me in over the years by having some type of special armor based on another game that I love. And they've done this to me three times and I fell for it three times and all three times I did not get into it. <laughs> Let me run down some of the games that, I, that I've played before. It was actually four, uh, one of which was an iOS game that I actually liked. It was a fighting game that they came out with uh, way back called Monster Hunter Dynamic Hunting. Now, this was more up my alley, and I dug this game. The reason being is because it was a fighting game, and at the time, uh, mobile games were starting to do this fighting game, you know, series of games where they mimicked this game called um, Infinity Blade. Infinity Blade was one of the first mobile games out there, one of the first AAA mobile games out there. And they pretty much use that as a template to everybody from Capcom to Marvel to everybody trying to create use that as a template to create their own version of that based on its success. Infinity Blade was so awesome. 
I mean, absolutely awesome. It was kind of taken a little bit from, um, you know, Soul Caliber and a bit from, you know, Punch Out, you know, and use those elements to come together to create their own formula. And people saw the success in using the, the touch screen to swipe, you know, and fight. It was very successfully done. Capcom tried to do the same thing and is placed having to swipe controls and sometimes the virtual controls as well to do a Monster Hunter version. And it was actually pretty good for, for what it's worth, but it still didn't draw me into the other ones. It didn't segue me into the other ones and allow me to assimilate into the other ones because it was just it, the gameplay experiences were night and day. So I think my first one that I really tried to get into was Monster Hunter for Ultimate reason being because they had and this was for the 3ds because they gave the opportunity to have the metroid armor in there and i was like okay and i believe it came up for the wii too um at the time and i was like okay this might be the one that could get me in so i'll try it and just when i got in I, it became very overwhelming trying to learn every little intricate thing that you needed to learn and at the time this game had no story element at all. There was nothing, Monster Hunter, when it first came out, it wasn't about narrative. It was clearly about experience. It's like you're playing a hunter, hunting monsters with no rhyme or reason. You're just out there doing it. And for every monster that you make, you get to use their, you know, their materials and elements to create your own armors and weapons or whatever like that. It was a game about survival. And I've, you know, it was cool from a Wild Kingdom standpoint, but I'm like, I just can't kill for the sake of killing. You know, it's like there has to be a rhyme or reason. And I never got into it. I, that game remained just sitting in the the hard drive, you know, uh, just, you know, my, my SD cards and all this stuff, just doing nothing because I just couldn't get into it. I tried it again. Later on, Monster Hunter Generations came out and they offered the Strider armor. You know celebrating strider and i was like dude i love strider strider is one of my all-time favorites Get not in, in terms of game characters and just games in general all right let me see if this is the one nope same thing i got overwhelmed too much to think about too much to do too much to focus on while i was trying to play other games as well that was coming out so i couldn't give that much investment into this game and these were way before i even did a podcast or anything reviewing these things so it just it just again once again sat in its place monster hunter world came out with a ryu armor i think this was the time i was like no i think i'm not gonna invest in this again into it and you know that just sat on his ass right there so now they come out with monster hunter rise and here we go with the, the big draw for me with this one was the ninja inspired theme and premise. I am a huge fan of ninja uh, lore and ninja stories and anything that is involving a ninja, hence Strider, you know, and I was like, damn it, they're trying to get me again. <laughs> they're really trying to get me again. So, you know, not only was not only did they provide a ninja inspired theme, but it also also involved an actual story and narrative to this, which was like, OK, now we're getting to the thing, because I think this is the one thing that's missing from a lot of people wanting to play this game um, and why this is so popular. It's it's a this is considered a very popular game in Japan, but also a cult a cult fan base game in America, because not everybody gets into Monster Hunter. There is a niche to this game. But it's only a niche that only certain people will have the time to put into it. And I've always felt like they needed a game that will ease, that will be suitable for hardcore gamers, but also find a way to ease newcomers in. Square Enix did this a while back with Final Fantasy 15. They created a game that pleased everybody. It was a game for everybody. It even says it at the, at the very beginning of the game. It is a game for everybody. Um, it allowed for those who don't like turn-based to be action-based, and it'll still allow the turn-based fans to be able to play in turn-based. They, it was, it was met with very much success and they went on to make Final Fantasy 15 in the same, fa uh, Final Fantasy, um, I'm sorry, 15, uh, 
Final Fantasy uh, 7 remake in the same fashion. So I felt like they Monster Hunter also needed something like this. And I am here to say, I think they've done that with Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise is in fact the first game that I was able to get immersed in and be able to be eased into and, and very much enjoy. I love what they did with this game here. I love the narrative that they have. I love the premise. Um, I love the characters in here. And they made it easy for you, for newcomers to really come in and be guided and navigated and, and directed properly to know exactly what to do. Uh, they had so many great new features in here, including, you know, when you're going against a major monster that they actually have an, a, a feature now that allows you to find him easily by pointing out this arrow that navigates you right directly to him because in the old games they didn't have this feature and you had to go find him find this on the map you had to go everywhere to find him on the map everywhere so now they have this feature where this arrow like points you in the right direction because every game every time you play through a mission there's a like 50 minute time limit to it or at least a 30 minute to 50 minute time limit to finding these monsters and defeating them. And you don't defeat them in one swoop. They run away, they, you know, flee. Um, if you don't have the right gear, if you don't have the right weapons, it may take longer to beat, or you may not beat them at all. And if you get defeated, you go back into the camp to, you know, replenish yourself and go back out there again. So that takes up a lot of time. Now, they make it so easy to got to be navigated and directed properly to know where you need to go to know what you need to do from there i think this is one of the better games that they made in terms of monster hunter games now i'm saying this as a casual fan um a hardcore fan may not agree with what i'm saying here because they're so immersed into this game that they feel like there may be some other games that they feel other versions that they feel is better but for casual fans i think this is a really good start to getting to maybe wanting to get into the other games prior to or any games that will be coming up afterwards this was a indeed i've played this game so much now that i've even made it to the three-star missions and been able to play the three-star missions i've never ever been able to play the three-star missions before or even the two-star missions or even a one-star missions because it just became you know you didn't know what to do you didn't know how to start and when you try to get other people to try to explain it to you it's like they're speaking a whole different language here it translates very well to get you to understand what you need to do how you need to prepare how you you know need to process i feel like they learned all of those lessons from the prior the prior games that they made to make this one they gave us the story that we wanted i absolutely love this game i love what they did with this game so much so we're going to talk about the positives and the negatives much like i did with um the gundam game um However, unlike the Gundam game, I think that this is going to be a lot more positives and negatives in here. So let's let's talk about that. Um, let's start with the fact that the graphics, especially on the Switch handheld mode, is ex like there is exceptional. I they're beautiful, uh, vibrant colors, uh, beautiful saturation, beautiful textures, uh, even for the handheld mode. Uh, just the character design period is just stunning, stunning lighting shadowing everything like you you people sleep on the switch the switch is a very powerful portable system <laughs> okay it is even in its even in its handheld form certain games really come out looking beautiful in this game and in this uh console i love this i swear to goodness the switch is the best nintendo system ever to this day i am looking forward to seeing how they're going to top themselves with this one but um there were so many great qualities to this game that Capcom put together. The armor and weapon customizations. I love, I love the, the armor designs that they came out with. Um, I currently have this one uh, that looks like if Shredder killed the turtles. <laughs> Pretty much has like, you know, shoulder pads that are made out of turtle shells and the helmet. That, it, he looks like, like, it, it, it reminds me, like, if you've seen this, it really does look like if Shredder killed the turtles he made their, sh their shells out of our in into armor <laughs> it's pretty much like that is so um there's a lot of great customizations in here the creative suite that lets you create people of all ethnicities i do appreciate that but that it's not all positive when i know and i'll talk about that shortly uh then we have the story mode that i love and the pacing 
that allows the narrative to help newcomers ease into the series as well as uh, know what to expect and what to prepare for what's coming. I love when you play a, as a particular mission. There is a cutscene that kind of really gets you excited and hyped about the monster that you um, that you're about to face and why the and why why and basically the the whole story tells you why that you're facing these monsters and why you're trying to protect your village and everything that's what it's all for so and it, you know there's some deeper plot to it in here and i really love that there's a means to being able to face these monsters and kill them and defeat them you know it's not like you're just you know being carnivorous or whatever and you're going after them <laughs> and just for the sake of doing it like in a very beastly archaic way you know this is not it's not it's not totally paleolithic if you in, in other words so I, I really appreciate that again um the ninja theme is a plus for me uh the characters that you encounter in the uh Komora, uh village including one of my favorites is fujin who's like the head elder of the group i love his design i love his look kind of wolverine-ish type of look just awesome um uh what is it Uts uh utsushi who is the guy who trained you along the way. And then you also have the twins, uh, Hanoa and Minoto and in there as well. And, you know, just a host of other great characters throughout the series as well. Um, Iore as well, who uh, helps you with the buddies and hires the buddies and everything. He's another great character as well. Speaking of the buddies, we have the buddy system, which is a really, really awesome awesome feature here that involves some really adorable like if, if pretty much if you love ninjas and you're a dog if you're a dog owner and lover and a cat lover this game is no doubt for you <laughs> because you have two companions that hang with you one is the polymute uh which consists of like a you know ninja dog that teams up and assists you in battle uh and also helps you preserve your stamina while riding on them in the land and helps you you know get across uh, areas faster by riding on his back so you also have of course the poly uh cute the polycos if i'm if i'm saying that correctly which is the cats that you always been by your side throughout every you know monster hunter game they're with you now and they're in ninja outfits as well so it's really make them even really cute in here uh they once again make their return to help you in battle as well uh so it's pretty cool both can be customized with new armor and weapons as well you can also customize them in and every bit of detail from color of their fur to the the style of the ears um just to the weapons that they carry you can have they can have stronger weapons to help you along the way it's just so much attention to detail but they allow you this one makes it makes the experience a lot more fluid than you could in previous games and allows you to understand why you're doing this and what you're doing here so you can also train them to become stronger allies as well and that's where yuri uh comes in because you're at the um the buddy uh, plaza and you can hire them to go in other places as well they also have the new wire bug feature allowing you to reach new heights within the land and maneuver away from monsters as well as control them using the um the wevern riding technique which allows you to control giant monsters to face other giant monsters or you could trap them as well once they're down once you get them in a, uh, in a, state, a certain state so the map also is great for helping you travel uh quickly from other different areas in the village um the cuts this and i said this in the acmg facebook group the cut scenes in here are adorable when especially when it comes to the canteen bar that you uh encounter and the poly cat the polycos cats you know serve you bills and and stuff like that it's one of the most adorable video uh cgi videos ever in video games you just gotta say it if you're a cat if you're a cat uh owner this is this is a great way to sell you in um you also had the rampage stages too, where you can fend off uh, hordes of monsters. That's where I made. Look, I made it up to this part because this, the the rampage stages are really really intimidating at first, but they become a lot more fun as you get you know adjusted to it and understand what you need to do for this. Um, they're a lot of fun. It's the fact that I even made it up to the stage because there were games where I wouldn't make it up to any of these type of uh, situations right here. So adding that feature was really fun. You get, you know, you fend off 
you know, your village, you know, in a stronghold against hordes of, you know, big monsters and everything. And it's leading the story leads you into this major monster that you have to really find as well. I haven't completed the game. There's no way in hell I'm going to be able to complete the game in this high, but it's enough for me to talk about right now. And mostly this is for people, like I said, for who have been hesitant about wanting to play this game or not. You know, there's a lot of people I've talked to on social media that have said, They've played this game before, but they kind of fell off because it just it, it's just overwhelming. It's an overwhelming experience. My only negative, my only real negative focus is I and I gave this a positive, but there's also a negative to this too. I mentioned how the creative suite does allow you to make different characters of different ethnicities. However, in terms of hairstyles, there's not enough representation and variety for I'll just say for black people, like you can create a really cool black dude in here, but when it comes to hairstyles, there's how many, how many black people got perms? There's not that many out there that got perms out there. So they got a lot of hairstyles that mostly are geared for, you know, mostly, you know, fit the format for white, Asian, uh, male and female characters, or even black, um, females. Because, you know, black female character, you know, you could, you know, black females also create different, you know, modes, um, styles of hair as well that are straightened or whatever like that. So you could get away with that. Not so much unless you're trying to pre create a prince like character. I mean, it's not to say that we can't perm our hair down, but it's unrealistic for the majority of, you know, uh, black males to beware. So the only thing you're left with is like just a shaved head, you know, like a, a short haircut or a bald, like that's all your, that's the only thing that you're left with. And even in the the DLC that they provide doesn't give you in remotely any hairstyles that are, that'll even be convincing enough like that. Like I would even like give us some locks or something like that, or give us, um, you know, like some like cornrow braids or whatever like that. Give us something that we can do to like, I don't mind the shaved, you know, the shaved head you know, the, the, the short haircut, but it has to be more at least, or give us some parts or something like something of that nature. Um, they do have an Afro in there, which it looks really does. It, it doesn't have the texture of a normal, you know, Afro that will, you know, from the hair from of, of black people. It's like a curly hair texture. And it actually, the even funnier part is that it looks like the wig Jeffrey wore on an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he was pretending to be uh, Raphael De La Ghetto. So they had this, and I swear to goodness, I probably would have wore that mask if they had a pair of sunglasses that you could wear. Because if they did, I would immediately create it Raphael De La Ghetto as a ninja in this game. But they don't, and it's unfortunate. Maybe they'll have some DLC down the line, I'm not sure. But right now, um, if they are going to continue to make DLC content for the creative suite faction, a factor of this, I would want them to hopefully make something a little bit more representative of, you know, black people. So other than that, dude, so far, I am so much enjoying this game. Now, the other thing I haven't done either is play multiplayer. I got some of my folks in the ACMG um, Facebook group. And again, I mentioned, mentioned this multiple times. If you want to, you know, be a part of the a the ACMG Facebook group is a small group. It used to be a big group in a sense, but every other group is, you know, growing out there. But this is a very intricate group that, you know, where it it's a very quality group that of, of over 2,700, you know, members in a group. Um, we try to keep it, you know, it's all about quality and quantity in that case. So we try to make sure that the quality stays within because we can have quantity in there and we can allow everybody in there, but not everybody's quality, you know, not everybody's quality in there. So we want to make sure that we got real fans in the group that really appreciates and enjoys what we provide in there. So if you want to join and you have a legit website, absolutely. You could go to talktownlive.com to check it out as well because there's a page that is dedicated and there's a link there too so if you want to go in and join this group you have to answer all the questions as you know that's a custom thing for facebook groups you have to uh absolutely be 18 years or over you need to also have a profile that you actually use and interact with people 
that you claim to have friends on there. And it needs to be interactive. We do screen and we do check that out. So go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG1. Or you could go to the brand new talktimelive.com website and you could check the ACMG page on there as it explains everything about the origin of the group and everything. And it has a link that goes directly to it. So that's all I want to say about that. But the, you know, I haven't played with those guys yet. There was a lot of friends of mine on that group that have offered to, because they played the game, they've already been into the game. So I'm the newbie in here and I haven't played multiplayer with any of them yet, but I am eager to want to play and check out the experience and see how that goes. I normally don't like playing multi uh, online with people, but I trust these guys. So I know that they will have my back in this case. So I'm looking very much forward to it. And uh, we'll see how this goes. But for now, if you're as a, I'm not going to grade it because I haven't completely finished the game yet, but I will definitely say this for people who have been skeptical about playing this Monster Hunter game in hopes that they can see what everybody's getting into. I would definitely say this may be the game for newcomers to ease into uh, in, in terms of, you know, uh, being comfortable with the gameplay experience here. This may be the game that gets you, that makes you become a fan of Monster Hunter, not the movie. That's all I'm saying about that. So go out of your way, check it out. Let us know what you think. So folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope I was able to help you in somewhat way. I will let you know this week, this Sunday on the Prime Show, I will give my thoughts on the first episode of Star Wars Bad Batch on Disney Plus that premiered on May the 4th be with you so uh i will definitely get my thoughts on that as well plus uh i will talk about the first five episodes of my hero academia that is out on funimation but it will be released will be premiering on toonami on um saturday as well so i will give my thoughts on the first five episodes because let me tell you something boy business is about to pick up on that series Oh, oh, oh my god business is about to pick up so definitely stay tuned for that but also marvel studios announced <laughs> their phase four uh group of movies that is coming out and we got to talk about that and much much more so folks definitely go out of your way to check that out of course you can check out this episode and every episode on the brand new talktimelive.com the brand new website is up and available it is fantastic i've been getting some great feedback on this uh website uh, in terms of what it did, just the visuals, the navigation, the easy to find uh, podcast episodes. It's all new. It's all brand new and improved. Go out of your way. Check it out. The mobile page is also great. It's easy to navigate as well. You can go out of your way. Check it out there. Check out every podcast there. And I'm telling you now, if you want to even it's easier to find all select start episodes. We Our search engine is in there. You, if you want to just find the select start episodes, you just type in select forward slash start. It'll pop up easily. If you want to check out our Talk Time Live exclusive page, go out of your way, type in Talk TTL exclusive, and all of our Talk Time Live exclusive episodes will pop up easily in that search engine. It's just right there in that page. It says search podcast, and you just go ahead and type it in. All of them will come up. You can find easily. If you want to find particular people like Molly Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, type in Molly Flanagan. Or even type in Flanagan. It may actually come up. You can type it in. If you want to type TC Carson, the voice of you know Kratos, you just type TC Carson. It'll come up. You want to type any person that I've had on the show. You just type it in. It'll find it. But definitely TTL exclusive for the interviews um, and select forward slash start for the video game podcast. All of them will be there. And on top of that, I have a I have a page exclusively for the video versions of the interview. So it's all there. Our media page will where it actually shows you what's see, uh, talk time live is doing next and what they've done in the past is going to be there. Uh, a blog that I'll be working on very soon. Ah, it's just so much that I'm going to be doing with this so much more do you could do this. And also there are links to other podcast uh, platforms that you can check out as well. For instance, um, it's one for Apple podcast. There's a Google podcast one. There's a stitcher. Um, and Spotify as well. I don't know why we don't have the ability to put in the other ones yet, but that's in the works. But for now, we are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Poppy, TuneIn, uh, Pandora, and Pocket Cast as well. So 
just gotta you know it's all out there keep supporting us keep us going and keep us growing because the reason why we have a new website is because of all the support that we got from you all so thank you so very much for that we absolutely appreciate that and trust me june's coming and there's more more news to come and of course we have our interview with um with not molly flanagan i'm sorry amanda c miller the voice of sailor jupiter the voice of so many other people as well and the voice of Barto, of course and who will be talking about the new sailor moon series that is coming out in june so we'll be talking about all that and much much more so folks that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care and i will talk to you guys sunday Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.